What's up, my friends? Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. Tony Robbins, the famous guru, motivational speaker guy, Tony Robbins, is famous for saying many quotes. One of them that I love is, most people underestimate what they can accomplish in a decade, but they overestimate what they can accomplish in one year. And with all the small businesses that I interact with and help and serve and talk to and listen to, uh, it's completely true. What's really funny <laughs> with small companies is they'll be stuck or they're, maybe they have been stuck for five years or 10 years or they have this tiny business. And then when they get really motivated and fired up, you'll, you'll get them pumped up and you'll say, okay, what's your goal? And then they'll answer something like, my goal is to make $10 million and blah, 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 and make a bajillion dollars. <laughs> it's like, or people that want to work out, for example, it's like they're eating potato chips like me, like not super fit or healthy at the moment. Um, and that's been bothering me. But what happens is we go from doing nothing to wanting to be like ridiculously, amazingly unicorn perfect in a really short time, which is crazy. When the real truth is, is that the growth, the success, the progress comes in small daily actions, daily behaviors, things like that. And it's really hard to modify your daily, minute-by-minute, day-by-day behavior when you have an incorrect set of beliefs. Now, at least for me, and maybe, maybe you'll agree with this, maybe you won't, I don't know. It's really self-evident. It's obvious through my own observation that human beings uh, make almost all of their decisions based on core beliefs that they have about themselves, core beliefs that they have about the system, the government, the world, their worldview, their paradigm, the lens that they view everything through affects literally everything about how they live their life uh, down to the minute by minute level. And if you want to be successful or make changes or uh, move in a positive direction, the only way to do that over the long haul is to change your belief patterns uh, to such that you change your daily and minute-by-minute behavior, and it's really tricky. You know, for me, when I started my company, I had this really small goal. Why did I have a small goal? Think about that. I've told you guys a lot of times I wanted to make $500 a week. That was a big deal for me, the pizza delivery guy, way back in the day, and I was so stressed out about that goal um, because I had certain beliefs, beliefs about business, things that had been planted in my brain, um, negativity about entrepreneurship or having wealth or success or making too much money. Well, you don't want to make too much money. You don't want to be too successful. And today I think that's laughable, but at the time that was part of my actual worldview. It had been hard baked into my brain through my family and through my environment and my life experience. And no one had like ill will or tried to indoctrinate or trick me, but they had a limited worldview too. Hopefully this is making some sense. It might sound a little convoluted, but I guess what I'm saying is, is that what you believe to be true affects everything about who you are. It affects every decision that you make. If I was to start a company next week uh, that was, you know, quote unquote risky to you, it might not feel risky to me at all because we have different ideas about what's possible about how much elasticity there is and to move in real time and to pivot and to make adjustments or to find capital or to find ways to fix stuff. Maybe you don't think that's possible. And for you, if you don't think it is, it isn't. Uh, they did a study on inmates and someone on my podcast said this. I can't, I can't honestly remember who it was or I give them credit, but they did this study on inmates, people in prison. And one of the biggest commonalities uh, with people that are incarcerated, felons, is that they had really small vocabularies. Isn't that interesting? 
It's super sad, but it's very interesting. They have tiny vocabulary, vocabularies, excuse me, and they live in this little itty-bitty box, this little tiny box. It's like they don't understand that they were designed on purpose, for a purpose, built for greatness, designed to succeed, all that stuff. They don't believe that in their heart. And they live in this little box and they, they just view the world as this small confined thing, even though opportunity is everywhere. Uh, after I sold my service company, my family and I moved to Costa Rica for about a year and a half, a little less than that. And when we were down there, we hired a woman to clean our house and to help us. Like She would make us breakfast and she'd do our laundry and she'd pick up the house and, and she just became like part of the family. And she's an amazing woman. And she had kids, and she was actually Nicaraguan. She was illegally in the country, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> she was not a valid Costa Rican citizen. Uh, as a sidebar in Costa Rica, Nicaragua is a country to the north of Costa Rica. And the Costa Ricans are, not all of them, of course, but I'm just going to speak in generalities to make a main point here. The Costa Ricans are like racist towards the other Central American countries, which is a huge mind-blowing thing for my brain because I always viewed like Latin America or like Central America in my like <laughs> really limited white guy from Michigan brain. That was like one thing. I'm like, oh yeah, like Mexico and stuff, like Latin America. No, all of those countries are completely different, not just in like their culture and their food, but their language, their family stuff, their worldview, everything. Costa Ricans are very light-skinned people for uh, Latin America and they're super cocky about it and it's really crazy so it was weird to learn that Costa Ricans think the Nicaraguans are like terrible kind of like kind of like when Mexicans will come into the United States illegally and take low-paying jobs some people uh, that doesn't bother them some people it does bother them it's kind of similar to that where in Nicaragua people will will sneak into Costa Rica to take these jobs doing like labor jobs and stuff and this lady was referred to us by a friend of a friend, and she was awesome and amazing. But one of the most profound conversations I had with anybody in Costa Rica was with her one day when we started talking about goals. And I'm trying to have compassion. I'm talking to her. I'm like, well, what are your plans? Like, what do you want to do? You got, you got a family. What's, what's like your dream? And we started talking about it, and it was really hard. It took me an hour to get her to not have a red face because she was embarrassed to even talk about a potential dream for her. It's, it's something in her head made her super uncomfortable to even give herself permission to even have any type of goal, let alone a big audacious goal. And when we finally drilled down in, into the goal, her goal to her, she was embarrassed to tell me because she thought it was literally impossible. And let me tell you guys her literally impossible goal. Her impossible over the course of her entire lifetime, massive mountaintop, the mountaintop she wanted to climb, even though she doesn't think she can climb it, which is a huge issue, was to have $10,000 so that she could build her own house on a little piece of land that her family or maybe it was her husband's family had to, to, to have her own house because she lived with her in-laws, I think. That's it. That was her massive goal. Now, I'm not um, like overlooking the fact that the economies and the opportunities uh, in Costa Rica are totally different than our opportunities here. There's no doubt in the world. It's way easier to build wealth and make money in this country than practically anywhere on earth. But that was a really small goal. 
really small. I think uh, she was about 40 years old, late 30s or about 40. And to think that she has 30 to 40 years, statistically until she's dead, for her life goal to be, I need a $10,000 house, that's my big, audacious, hairy goal, it, it broke my heart. And so what I did is <laughs> I, I freaked out. I'm like, oh my God. So I got a notebook, I got a pen, and we spent an, another hour plus helping, I was trying to help her understand that this was a 100% attainable goal. She could do this. It was, it was totally realistic. She was actually a really talented seamstress. She made clothes by hand that were really popular, like in her little tiny community where she was from. And I, and I asked her, you know, how much does it cost you to make this swimsuit? How much does it, what's your material cost in this? How, I was trying to figure out like, how could we scale that to get her $10,000 in like a year instead of 30 years and she probably won't even do it because she doesn't believe it's possible. And as we're going through this process with her, I, ki I kid you not, my friends, she started crying. She was bawling her eyes out as we kind of unpacked a really simple plan to make some clothes, to get a couple of the tourist stores to carry her line of clothes, how many she'd need to sell per week, how she would get the, the account, what she would do, right? It wasn't a big deal, but in her mind, it was this huge deal. And so I want to encourage you to remember that the business you have right now, this might be your training wheels business. It might be a horrible struggle. It might be really hard. You might be not getting the result you wanted, but if you stay in the fire and keep chopping wood and do hard things and learn and grow and level up, what's happening is not that you're trying to level up your income per se, you're trying to level up your brain. You're trying to level up your character. You're trying to level up who you are. You know, if you go back in my life 15 years ago and ask me, Josh, I need you to go generate $100,000 in the next seven days. If you can't generate $100,000 in the next seven days, you're going to die. Your whole family's going to die. You're screwed. I, I would have been screwed. If you fast forward to today, that wouldn't even intimidate me remotely. I know all kinds of ways to do that. And, and nothing's different, like the opportunity's not different, the market's not different, I'm different. I'm different, I know more things, I have you know, school of hard knocks, life experience, but so do you. And so as you're fighting through your business, each time you have pain, each time there's a struggle, you're leveling up who you are. And so, I don't know, I, I want you to not be short-sighted on what's possible, uh, not just with your business, but with your life. Not just on your one-year goal, which you're going to overestimate what's possible there, but on the 10-year goal, which you're probably underestimating or maybe not even thinking about. For me, I always viewed my service company as my training wheels business. In fact, I was, uh, excuse me, I was interviewed. I had a Forbes article wrote about me several years ago, and I was interviewed on this um, podcast uh, called Built to Sell, I think. John Warrillo. And the title of the episode that he titled afterwards was Training Wheels Business. Because when I sold my service company, I knew, I knew that that was just a practice thing, you know? Like, it was like a cute little starter outer kind of business to me. Now, to other people, uh, it might have been like the final destination, and that's okay. But for me, because I had been introduced to this whole other world of what's possible, because I started to understand that the more I earn, the more I can give, I, I would never have been like um, satisfied having a, you know, a small cleaning business, right? And to me, a cleaning business doing $200,000 a month is a small, it's a very small business. 
the, the Small Business Administration, you know, SBA.gov, they define a small business as any business with less than 500 employees. <laughs> so a lot of you guys think Brandon Bond is this unicorn, and he is, and he's a genius, and he is amazing, or you think that I'm so great or so smart. We're not anything. Like, the opportunity is far beyond the top people in this industry. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And I'm in my mid-30s, well, almost late 30s, but I'm not going to concede that point yet. And I, I have time, you know, God willing, I have time. And I, for me, I'm just excited about growth. I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about the opportunities because I want to contribute. I want to do big things. And my, I don't set my sights on how do I pay next month's, you know, house payment or something, which thank God we don't have a house payment. But I hopefully you understand my point. My goal isn't on that short-term little tiny thing. It's on this huge, mega, epic, prolifically gigantic, scary thing. And because I believe with certainty in my heart, it's 100% for sure, absolutely doable and attainable. Um, it affects my daily behavior. It affects me doing what I need to do today, even though I get no reward for it for 10 years because I'm just chopping wood. I'm moving down the line. My self-limiting beliefs have been in large part shattered. I still have issues, massive issues. I have fears. I have things I, I screw up, things I procrastinate on all the time. There's all kinds of stuff in my life that needs to be fixed and improved. But the core belief of what I'm capable of is pretty strong. And the reason it's strong, to wrap up with my main point, is my belief is really strong. I have really strong belief, not cockiness in myself. I definitely don't have that. I have belief that the path I'm trying to walk down is 100% doable. That other people less talented than me have already done it, so if they can do it, I can do it. And that's my message to you. People have already achieved what it is that you want in your wildest dreams. They've already done it. If they've done it, you can do it. There will be a cost to it. There'll be a sacrifice to it, but who cares? That's why I always say it doesn't matter how hard something is. It only matters if it's worth it, right? So I want to encourage you guys to think long-term. Don't overestimate what you can do in a year and underestimate what you can do in 10 years. Work on your beliefs. And if you want to change your beliefs, let me think. What's my advice for you changing your belief? Number one, you have to be ruthless on who you let speak into your life. Ruthless. Not all advice is created equal. I always say we don't have information overload. We have opinion overload. When you have a lot of bad cancerous opinions going into your brain, it affects your belief system. It just does, especially when you're kind of teetering on the edge and trying to cross over the line into a bigger belief system and knowing, oh, I can do this. I can build a $100,000 a month company. I can build an automated turnkey business that is, you know, can run without me. Like, I can do it. I believe it. I believe it. When you're in limbo trying to get to the place of really believing it, you have to be ruthless on who you cut out of your life. You have to. That's what I did. I think that was the smartest thing that I, I did do. It was still painful, but I terminated friendships. I stopped talking to certain family members ever about anything remotely related to finance or business or career or anything and would be very, very hardcore about it. Uh, and I only listened to the people that were uh, ahead of me or further ahead, and I just did what they said. So changing who influences you is a big one. And, and getting up and keeping chopping wood, getting a family on board is a big one. I think belief changes through action, stepping outside your comfort zone, and focusing on little incremental changes along, along the journey. So I hope that was helpful to you. Um, our power just came back on in my house. It's been a rough week. I smell really stinky, 
haven't had a shower in two days. <laughs> Too much information. Okay, that's okay. And I want to end by saying that um, next Thursday, I'm doing a webinar. And this is a sales pitch webinar. I'm going to try to convince you to purchase Send Gym, my software. It's a sales and marketing software tool. I'm going to try to get you to give me money. But it's not a boring, horrible sales pitch. What I'm going to do is I'm going to teach you the three principles. Not my three tactics, okay? Because there's a difference between principles, strategies, and tactics. But the foundational truth cornerstones of how to do sales and marketing, specifically for a home service company, I'm going to teach you that first and what I did and how we grew our company to $186,000 a month and automated it and I worked less than five hours a week on it. The last two years I owned it. The foundation of that is sales and marketing. I'm going to teach you what I did so that you can do it yourself and copy me. But then the second half of the presentation, I'm going to give you a demo of Send Gym. A lot of updates have come into Send Gym in the last six to 12 months, and I haven't done a, a webinar specifically on Send Gym in about a year, actually. Um, and I want to invite you to it. So if you're interested in that, if you want to hang out with me and chat with me live, uh, please come hang out. It's super simple. There's no obligation, and there, you're going to get a free bonus too. Now, first of all, if you want to sign up for this, you have to go to this URL. You have to go to sendgym.io. I know that's weird. It's not sendgym.com. Go to sendgym.io forward slash live demo. Sendgym.io forward slash live demo. You can hang out with me. You can ask me questions. I'll hang out in the chat and chat with everybody until there's no more questions. It'll be a lot of fun. You'll learn stuff. And yes, I will try my darndest to get you to give us money and to invest in Sendgym because it's worth it and it's amazing. If you are already a customer of Sendgym, don't worry about coming up on the webinar. You're welcome to come hang out and learn a couple things and just have some fun. But it is going to be a demonstration of Send Gym uh, for in, in large part. Um, but there's going to be a, a giveaway. So at the huge convention last week, Brandon gave away a document that I co-created with him. Brandon Vaughn, he was a keynote speaker at the huge convention. He has a 60-plus employee you know, three million plus business that he created uh, in six years. And he's a huge psycho ninja warrior with systems. And what we did, he actually flew to Michigan this summer just to work on this one document with me. And it's called the five stages of service business growth. And you've heard me talk about that, but I wanted to create something that didn't just include the concept of the five stages, like stage one means you're in the field, and stage two means you're primarily doing administrative stuff and you're on the phone, and stage three, you're focusing on sales, and stage four is this, and stage five is this. I didn't just want that. What I want to do is I want to create a framework, like an in-concrete, super clear, systematic, exact roadmap on what systems do you have to build and what order do you have to build them from day one, brand new startup company, all the way through stage one, two, three, four, and five. How do you get to the turnkey automated multi-million dollar business? There's a lot involved. It takes time. There's a lot of things that have to be in place, but you don't have to do it all at the same time. You do one thing at a time. You knock over one domino at a time. In this document, it's 31 pages long. And for each, each stage, we show you what are the key things you need to focus on and nothing else matters except these three things. What uh, metrics do you need to measure? Metrics meaning what KPI, you know, key performance indicator. What number do you need to measure? Like your crew hour, your man hour, your average ticket, your cost per lead, your cost, <laughs> customer acquisition cost. Your, there's lots of them. 
We teach you only the ones that are important to you based on your stage. And then probably most importantly or equally important to the, the KPI that you focus on is what systems have to be in place for you to ascend to the next stage in business. If you want to go from stage one to stage two, there is a proven roadmap for that. If you want to go from two to three, there's an exact set of systems you will have to have in place for that to happen for you. It's not my opinion, it's truth. It's like mathematics. It's like two plus two equals four. Even if you believe in your heart, it equals five, you're just wrong. There is a proven path on how to do this and we've figured it out. I've worked and collaborated with a lot of people that have really big businesses on this document, including Brandon, who did the bulk of the collaboration with me. And we're gonna give it to you for free uh, for showing up to the webinar and it's gonna be awesome. So go to sendjim.io forward slash live demo. I hope to see you all Thursday. If you don't come hang out, I still love you. It's all good in the neighborhood and I'll talk to you later. Take care, God bless.